Praise the Lord. I don't need it right under my voice. Otherwise, it sounds funny on the on TV oh. or on Facebook. I'm ready anytime you are. Well, praise the Lord and welcome to New Life and Merry Christmas. And we also wish you a happy New Year. Um, 20. 21 is almost done and we're going and pretty soon it will we'll have to learn how to write 2022 and some of us never thought we would see 20 the year 2000 you know because uh, now we're into we're entering into the time of the Jetsons that's dating some of us but we're supposed to have flying cars now. We're supposed to be living in the clouds, right? We're, uh, people living on the moon. Um, and uh, we don't have flying cars, and people aren't living on the moon. And that's just as well because we can't hardly live here on Earth. <laughs> and that's why we need Jesus. Um, this world needs... I, I, I wake up this morning, I turn on the news because we're supposed to get more snow. And so I want to see the weather forecast for the snow we're supposed to be getting overnight. And so it's become a thing now in Fargo-Moorhead for the news just to go ahead and just go ahead and just report on people being shot. Um, we, when I first moved to Wapiton, we didn't have that problem. It was mostly good news we got from the news. Now if we got people getting stabbed, shot, houses burning down, pile-ups on the interstate. It's been something else with the pile-ups, haven't it been? We need to be praying for people's safety. And, but the headline was Christmas morning shooting. And it was just a matter of reporting it. No shock. It's become what it is. And you know what? This is why we need to, get, we need to be telling people about Jesus Christ. We need to be telling them they need to get saved. So... Facebook, that's why we're here this morning. We want to go ahead and tell you some good news. And, and, and this is why we're here, YouTube. So this is New Life. And we're located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota. And we're glad that you joined us this morning. Um, we just got done singing more Christmas songs today. Oh, we had fun singing Christmas songs today. Um, you know, and pretty soon we'll be packing away Christmas, right? For another, another 11 months before we can bring it out. 11 months, well, because most of us bring it out after Thanksgiving. And some of you take it out on December the 1st. And then you Canadians, you can't wait until your Thanksgiving is over with. And I think theirs is in October, isn't it? And so um, you bring it out even earlier, some of you Canadians. And so, um, and you might be correcting me right now, going, <coughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I saw some Canadians said, we had ours up right after Thanksgiving. And I thought, when is Thanksgiving in Canada again? That's right, October. And so, but you know what? Christmas is supposed to be enjoyed. Christmas is supposed to be celebrated. Christmas is a time that God gave the greatest gift ever, and that's Jesus Christ, right? And today, we all opened up Christmas gifts. I got a brand new vest for Christmas. Wow, I got actually another vest, too, for Christmas, but I decided to wear this one today um, for um, the service. 
and I got another vest as well, which you'll see as time goes on. And uh, But I want to talk about today the gift that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. And we got three texts, different texts that we're going to be going to. Luke 3, 15 through 18. Romans 12, 3 through 8. 1 Corinthians 13, 3. And so we're going to be going through all that. When I get done with 1 Corinthians 13, 3, we will be done with the message. And today I kind of wanted to be laid back. Why did I want to be laid back today? Because we've been so busy this weekend. We had Christmas Eve, we had, we had Wednesday, we started out with having our movie night. And then the kids came in for a Wana Christmas party. And um, then we had Christmas Eve service. Oh my word, I wish you could have all been here for the Christmas Eve service. And you're probably saying it on uh, um, YouTube and in Facebook, why didn't you broadcast it? Because some things we need to have. Because our Christmas Eve service is usually so intimate and special. And it's one of the sweetest services we ever have. And, and I'm telling you, if you live in the tri-state area around Wapiton, you should get yourself over here for church. And I'm not putting you down and I'm not trying to beg you or anything. I'm just saying you should come and, and, and check us out inside the building. You've been checking us out there, um, and I, I know you Canadians, um, that's a little far to commute. But, and we're so grateful that we can be there for you. And uh, um, so, and by the way, the bishop told me the other day that I shouldn't be afraid to go ahead and ask once in a while if you could help. I'm not, I'm not begging for money, I'm just saying, if you could think about it. We could use the financial help um, because, you know, this age of COVID has been ridiculous. And in our part of the world, just like up in Canada, they keep on scaring everybody. And uh, most of the Dakotas, they're not. But in the Red River Valley, they still are scaring the people. Omicron, whoa. Folks, when you have Jesus, you don't need to fear. He can heal you of anything. And by the way, why do we, Christians shouldn't fear death? Because death just gets us home to heaven, right? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain, Paul said. But let's get into the word here about the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today because salvation and the baptism in the Holy Spirit go hand in hand. Did you know that? Um, Luke 3 15 through 18 says, Now as the people were in expectation and all reason in their hearts about John, this is John the Baptist, whether he was the Christ or not. And John answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal straps I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And with many other exhortations, he preached to the people. Lord Jesus, I thank you and praise you for our word, the word today. 
Lord, speak to our hearts. Move upon us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your, for your love. We thank you that you gave us Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we can be saved and know that heaven is our home because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because, Lord, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to live this life, especially now during this age of COVID. Lord, we need your strength. We need your ability. We need your wisdom. And, Lord, we need your boldness that only the Holy Spirit can give. We thank you, Lord, for this and for your anointing. And Lord, let the people who are watching over Facebook and YouTube be, feel the anointing this morning of your presence. We praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, you know, now that the presents have been unwrapped, have you received your gift from God the Father? Think of the... John is actually alluding here not only to the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but he's alluding here to salvation. Did you notice here when we looked at the, at, at the text here, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean you out out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquestionable fire. This is talking about Jesus separating the, the, those who are saved from the unsaved. I've been getting some looks from the booth. No, you only got a couple of slides this week. You hardly have any. So relax. I told you it's laid back Sunday. I didn't give you a ton of slides this week to have to worry about. Isn't that nice of me? Another Christmas gift. All my folks have to be in the booth. That's one of the reasons we didn't broadcast uh, um, Christmas Eve. I wanted to give my whole IT department a night when they could just sit, relax in church, and worship Jesus. It was my, my Christmas gift to them. Now, they all participated. They couldn't wait to get up and read their portion of the service. And uh, it was really cool. In fact, they even had it on their phones, even though I had it up front. They had it on their phones so they could practice reading it. That's how excited they were. But you know what? The first gift that God gives us on Christmas is the gift of salvation. Have you received Jesus? Have you asked him into your heart? Have you received that? You see, Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving because he'll ever walk with you. He, he sits there at God's right hand and he intercedes for you. He prays for you. He, he tells the Father, this is what they need. Send him the Holy Spirit. Oh, wait a second. He, told, he asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit to fill us. Because the second gift that, we, that keeps on giving is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he fills us. Why did Jesus say we needed that? We, so we could have boldness. Why? So that we could be witnesses for him. We need that boldness. Why else do we need the Holy Spirit? Because, uh, my word, I know some Christians have no common sense, and if, and if they didn't have the Holy Spirit, they'd be really in trouble. But the Holy Spirit gives them common sense. You, what? Yes, what are the giftings? No, there's not the gift of common sense, but because the, God, the Holy Spirit gives wisdom, it helps keep us out of trouble. Come on. Some of us need to pray more for wisdom. I do too. 
The Bible, James says, if we would pray for wisdom, God would just pour out his wisdom into our life. And we would know what to do. John tells us, John the Baptist tells us, one mightier than I is coming. Now Jesus called John the Baptist the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets. And John tells the people, there's one coming that is mightier than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. Why do we miss that point of why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And now listen, you might have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but the Bible says we should be filled daily with his Spirit. We should be asking, Lord, give me fresh fire in my life. Lord, go ahead and, and, and rebaptize me. We need it. Especially after the last two years. Come on. We're, we're worn out from the last two years. We need the power of God in our lives. The purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit is so we can witness to others about how awesome it is to receive Jesus as our Savior. The Holy Spirit is also given to us to give us strength for us to live this life. Boy, do we need it. And then we need gifts to work in church. My word. Perry Stone said a message was given the other day in church. Um, I don't know if it was at ramp or the regular church service. And a message in tongues was given, but no interpretation. But he noticed there was something different about it. And it sounded very much like Farsi or, you know, the Arabic language. And so, but no interpretation. He says, and he, had, he, said, he sent me an email or a message on Facebook this morning. And he says, Remember, tongues was given also as a sign to the unbelievers. So he sent the whole message to be interpreted to Israel. And it was several different dialects that the Arabs speak. Think about that actual language. But this person who gave the message didn't speak that language, didn't learn that language. And they interpreted the message. I won't go into the detail. The first part of the message was a warning to Perry Stone himself about some enemies that were going to attack his ministry to be ready for it and how to deal with it. The second part was an actual message to, of warning to Israel. Now, not all the people that he knows overseas in Dubai and in Israel are saved, but it brought glory to God because they saw the power of the Holy Spirit. As Perry Stone says, the greatest secret agent that God has is the Holy Spirit. And if we would get in tune with him, my word, life would become a little bit easier. Not simpler, just a little bit easier. Doesn't mean we won't have trials, but it'll become easier because we'll have the Holy Spirit on our side. We need the Holy Spirit on our side. Don't you agree? We need to be filled with the, get saved. We need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, now you might not just, you might, not, you might only speak in tongues once when you get filled because that's the initial evidence that somebody's gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. But you get gifts. And Paul says, desire the more excellent gifts. 
okay? And so we receive these gifts from God. Now, I've always likened it to this. Okay, I'm going to give you a Christmas gift, okay? It's going to be a wonderful Christmas gift. And I got it in, in this package right here. It's all beautifully wrapped with a beautiful bow on it, and I give it to you. And you take the gift, and you go, oh, look at this. I got this beautiful gift um, from Pastor, and it's got a beautiful bow, and I'm going to sit it right here, and I'm going to put it on a shelf at home. And I'm going to look at that gift and go, oh, how beautiful that gift is, but I'm never going to open it up and use it. How many here would actually do that if I gave you a Christmas gift? No, you're going to be like any kid. You're going to, go, you're going to rip it apart. That bow's going to go flying. The paper's going to go flying. And we're going to have a mess all over the place. You're going to open up that box. You're going to take out that gift. You're going to say, this is the most wonderful gift I've ever received. And you're going to use it. Right? That's what we should do with the gifts that we receive from God. We should open it up. We should receive it and use it. Paul writes in Romans 12, 3 through 8, For I say, through the grace given to me, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the grace that's been given to us, to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, that happens so often, doesn't it? We get big heads sometimes. We are not giving gifts to get big heads. Amen? We are given gifts to be used, and we are to remain humble, and if we remain humble, God will use us more. So, not to think of himself more highly than we ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Each of us has a measure of faith that we've been given. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or in ministry, let us use our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, that's a bunch of, that's good stuff, isn't it? I could have gone over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14 and talked about all the different gifts and how to use them. But I like what Paul says here. Because he brings it down that whatever gift we have, we should use. Now sometimes, in most churches, in most cases, he might give you a primary gift, and all of a sudden there's a need in the church, and the Holy Spirit will give you another gift to take care of that need, and then you might never use that gift again. Did you ever think of that? If we would just rely on the Holy Spirit, he will allow us to have the gifts that we need for that particular time. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, he, he gives the Holy Spirit, determines the gifts that we receive, not us. And so we're never supposed to be jealous of somebody's gift. Oh, I'm jealous because Tiny gets up there and sings. And Tiny's going, what are you being jealous of me for? 
How about you use your gifts so Timey doesn't have to be jealous of you? How about you use your gifts? I used to say, if you, don't, if you see dust on the piano, don't complain about it. Just grab a dusting cloth and dust the piano. By the way, I'm going to put out a commercial right now since I mentioned the piano. We need a piano player or a keyboard player. we got a keyboard too, but we have this beautiful baby grand here that needs to be played. We need your help. Why are you sitting in some church not using your talents for God? We could use your help. We, could use, we want to have you use your talents for God. Guitar players, drummers, we need you. God needs you. And if we had those talents, we would start broadcasting all our music too. But until I have somebody to play the piano, I can't broadcast that. Paul is telling us here in Romans 12, 3 through 8, we must remember to be humble in our Christian walk, though. Humility is an important factor in our walk with Christ. We shouldn't think more highly than we should think of ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean that you think of yourself, uh, you know, you put yourself down. That's not what humility is. Humility is able to love yourself as God loves you. You know, it's a mental illness if you cannot love yourself. Did you know that? And Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, because you loved yourself, you wanted to get saved. And you should love your neighbor so much you want to see them get saved. Right? You love, you love yourself so much that you don't want to go hungry. You love your neighbor enough to say, I don't want them to go hungry. Does that make kind of sense? Or you love yourself so much that you don't want to freeze when you go outside. So you should love your neighbor enough to say, I don't want them to freeze when they go outside. And a neighbor is not the person who just lives next door. Your neighbor is everybody, that, as Bob would sing on Sesame Street, your neighbor is the one that you meet each day. It doesn't matter who they are or where they live. Your neighbor is that person that you come across. And we ought to love them. And that's what we were talking about in Sunday school today. That's the whole point of Jesus teaching the lesson of the Good Samaritan, was to love our neighbor no matter what, even if it's a perceived enemy, we love them because God loves them. And God loved us first, but we also love ourselves because of that love. Our gifting is to be used in the unity of the body of Christ, Paul's writing here. None of us is better than anyone else, but together we build each other up. It's kind of like none of us is as smart as all of us. It's kind of like the minds should be like parachutes. They only work when they're open. Do you get that one? And my favorite one that I used to have at school is this is a no whining zone, unless you're serving cheese. <laughs> now that doesn't, I'm not giving people permission to go drinking. Hmm. That was just a, <clears throat> 
I actually pastored two churches where I had to have a sign in my office, the no whining zone. God has a solution for all problems. But we don't need to whine about it if we would just go to the Lord with it. Yeah, we all have problems. We all face things. But if we would face them together, we can be strong in overcoming those things. And besides, God says he wants to make us overcomers, and we become overcomers through the blood of Jesus Christ because he died for us on the cross, and he rose again. And he says to those, and there's many, many blessings and giftings if you become an overcomer. We've been talking about them on Wednesday night as we've been going through the book of Revelation. There's so many things when we overcome. And Jesus made us overcomers because of his work on the cross. And we ought to be building each other up. So let us use our gifts. And when we use them properly, the body of believers are built up to do the work Jesus left for us to do. And what is that main work that we're supposed to do? That is to go and preach the gospel to all creatures. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And so, as we turn to 1 Corinthians 13, 3, we must use the greatest of the gifts when we minister to people. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it prospers me nothing. Hmm. Why did he say that? Hmm? Paul is saying here, let's look at verse 13. There in 1313 of 1 Corinthians. And now about his faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Paul ends chapter, the love chapter, where he begins it in verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned or be martyred, but have not love, it proffers me nothing. And Paul goes in here saying, I give my body to be crucified because he's already told us in Galatians, I, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but not yet I, but Christ liveth in me. Right? And Jesus told us we're supposed to take up our cross daily, so he comes up with the most horrific thing that you could ever think of, a, a way of being martyred, and that's being burnt to death at the stake. You know, during the English Reformation before... They martyred so many people that were trying to translate the Bible into English. It got so bad that people would give people a gift by going ahead and, and, and when they were going to be martyred, they would go ahead and say goodbye and they would hang a bag of, of uh, gunpowder around their neck so when the flames got to it, it would explode so they wouldn't have to go through all that suffering. Can you imagine? But they, they, they martyred a lot of Christians. We think of the martyrs as just the Romans doing it, but even the bloody English did it. There's a reason why they're called the bloody English. 
It's not because it's a swear word. It's a because they were bloody at one, really bloody at one time. So Paul thinks of the worst way to be martyred, but he says, if I don't have love, if I'm martyred for the Lord, if I'm doing all these good works for the Lord, but if I don't have love, it profits me nothing. But he talks about it at the end of the chapter, and now abideth the three greatest of all the gifts that were given by the Holy Spirit, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love are the only gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit that will abide forever. Faith? What's the faith? In who? Who do we have faith in? Our faith has to be in Jesus Christ if we're going to go to heaven. Right? So that's why that's important. Hope? What is what's true hope? True hope only comes by way of the cross. Right? What does hope give us? That we're going to go to heaven. We're going to spend eternity with God. That God's always going to be on our side. That he's going to give us the Holy Spirit. We have so much to hope for because of Jesus. And then why love? Why is this the greatest one? It is the greatest because love alone makes us like God. Love alone makes us like God. 1 John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. When we truly love one another and love our neighbor, it is being the closest we can be to God the Father. For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, <clears throat> but have everlasting life. Oh, my friends, this should get us excited for the new year. This should get us excited about using our gifts. This should get us excited about getting people saved in the new year because we want to be like our Heavenly Father. The greatest thing you can, greatest flattery you can ever give is to imitate someone. Let's imitate our Father. Let us start loving our neighbor. Let us go and preach the gospel to all creatures. All creatures, great and small. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for this time together. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that those who are watching on Facebook Live or at YouTube, Lord, have felt your presence today. Lord, touch their need today. If it's a healing they need, bring healing into their household. If it's a financial need, Lord, take care of their, that financial need, Lord. Because, Lord, we know you're able. But, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would fill that not, if, first of all, Lord, that if they're not saved, that, Lord, they give their heart to you. But second of all, Lord, that you would fill them right now with your precious Holy Spirit. All you have to do is say is, Lord, I receive your Spirit. Just like you poured out your Spirit on the day of Pentecost, I receive your Spirit. And then just let him fill you. It's that simple. Just childlike faith. We've gotten away from childlike faith, just believing the Lord he can just do anything. Oh, we praise you, Lord. 
And then if you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, just ask him today. Say, Lord Jesus, I want God the Father's... Just pray this with me. I want, Lord, I want God the Father's Christmas gift to me. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. I believe what you did on the cross was for me. Come on, just pray this with me. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, the mess that I've made of my life. Lord, be my Savior. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you, you, I hope you said that prayer today. For those who wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I just mean it. Just have that faith of a little child, and he will fill you. It's that simple. It's like saying to the Lord, fill my cup, Lord. Just put your hands like this. Say, Lord, fill my cup, Lord, and then just take a drink. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just that simple. Childlike faith. Jesus says you can't get into heaven without childlike faith. Just watch what God can do for you. He can touch your life in amazing ways if we just believe him. Amen? Lord, again, we thank you for this service. I ask you, Lord, to bless us as we get ready to go into a new year. Lord, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name. We will see you on, on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. And uh, Lord willing, we will see you on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock right here at Facebook Live and YouTube. We love you. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We will see you Wednesday.